Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on SEN Track, this is Race Car with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. Great to be with you on this Saturday morning. This is Race Card here on SEN Track. Thanks to Ladbrokes. Launch your punting plan with the Ladbrokes app. Take on the fun and download the Ladbrokes app today. Ladbroke it. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. I thought now with a, a new type of direction that we might be going in with race card, I, I would um, recruit one of the biggest names in racing throughout his illustrious career. And he's about to join myself and Nicholas Quinn on a Saturday morning um, from 11 to 12 for most Saturdays when he can fit, he, fit us in, in his busy schedule. And I'll get to him in just a moment, but I want to welcome in Nicholas Quinn, first of all. Quinny, hello to you. Welcome back to Race Card. Thanks for fitting us in this morning. Great start. I don't know where Quinny is. I thought Quinny was joining us on this Saturday morning. Um, we might say hello to the guest that I was just you know, building up. He is one of the superstars of the racing media. He's now with Ladbrokes, and he's the king of um, Sydney when it comes to the Entain office. Hello to you, Glenn Munsey. Good morning to you, Gareth. Good morning to the listeners. And uh, Quinny may have collapsed with that introduction you were giving me. Yeah, I know. You there, Quinny? We don't know where Quinny's disappeared to. Maybe he's just said, well, if Munsey's on this show, I'm not going on this show. Anyway, Glenn, I caught up with you at uh, the... Warwick Farm Riverside Complex there where they hold, where they conduct the the sales there, the horse sales in Inglis. And we we're having dinner. I thought this would be a great idea. In fact, you gave me the idea where you can represent Sydney, Quinny can represent Melbourne, and we can mark our race cards and we'll see who's the better state. Well, let's hope so, Gareth. Uh, and that was before we'd uh, imbibed in a few beverages as well. So it was quite a sane conversation. And yeah. uh, I'm amazed, a little bit amazed that you actually remembered it. <laughs> Just... Um, met your beautiful wife. I think I've met her on a few occasions, but I tell you what, you've done extremely well there with Denise. And it was a good night there um, with Fitzy and the team um, looking after us there at Inglis. And their sale kicks off tomorrow, the classic sale. So um, that's going to be a lot of fun Monday, Sunday, Monday and Tuesday. So hopefully we can, or people can find their next champion at those sales. Quinn, are you there yet? No. I don't know where he's gone. He's bloody hopeless, Munns. Hey, Sydney, we've had a lot of rain here over the last 24 hours. I was hoping that we'd be on a good track, but that won't be happening. 
No, um, well, the track has been uh, uh, hovering around the, the soft five, soft six all week. Uh, we had uh, some rain back on Wednesday, 0.1 of a mil, which took the weekly total to 22.6, but 8.4 mils of rain recorded last night up until about uh, half past six this morning at Ramwick. That pushed the weekly total to 31. Then around about a quarter to nine this morning, uh, a bit of a, a shower came across the track and three mils of rain was recorded in that shower at nine o'clock. So at 9.30 this morning, the track was downgraded to a soft six. So we've gone soft six, soft, soft five, soft, soft six. Now the penetrometer, and I'm a bit of a peno perv, Gareth, mm-hmm. uh, it was 5.5. Now, to put that into perspective, the penetrometer at the last meeting at Ramwick on the 27th of January was 5.19, and that track was actually downgraded from a good four to a soft five after a few races. So, um, Mike Wood said this morning the track was hovering on, you know, whether it was a five or a six, and they went uh, with the five this morning at uh, half past six. But following that three mils of rain, they've pushed it to be a soft six. So, um, it's just going to be a little bit of a, a question mark, and I think a lot of people were looking to the fact that the track would be back to a four, but that, uh, you know, 11.5 mils of rain in the last 24 hours uh, has really sort of knocked the edge off this track. Hopefully there's no rain throughout the day anyway, um, and we might get an upgrade to a soft five, but I think you, you'll have to work in that soft range there at Royal Randwick today, and I'm looking forward to this program the Eskimo Prince is a beauty. I don't think, when was the last time you can recall a race like this with a, a group of quality three-year-olds when the the favourite Moravi is at 4.20 and the outsider of the field, would you believe, he nearly opened up favourite Tom Kitten. He's at the 7.50 with Ladbrokes Munns. Well, it, it, I can't remember. This is a very, very, very good quality race. You've got Group 1 yep. winners in the race. Group 1's the he wins the Caulfield Guinness at his last start. Tom Kitten's won the, the Spring Champion Stakes at his last start. Uh, NCAP was beaten a wart in the, the, great one, the Group 1 Golden Rose. Uh, and, you know, some very, very other handy horses. Cabalas, Moravia, Celestia Legend. Uh, Macarena won the Tap Craig at her third start in the race. So it's a very, very evenly matched race. I can tell you uh, the best supported runner with Ladbrokes at the moment is Moravia. Now, he went up a 5.50 chance on Wednesday, was $5 on Thursday, and sat there that $5 all the way through. He was a $5 chance this morning. Now, he's been $5 into $4.20 and is now the favourite for this race here, and that is off the back of support. He's uh, He's about 40% of the money invested on the race since Wednesday. So a very, very good move for Moravia. He's had the... Now, in the form guide, you'll see he's had one trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he didn't carry visors in the trial. He carried visors today, but he carried visors in the San Domenico when he ran second, in the Run to the Rose, which he ran second, and uh, visor in the, the Golden Rose when he ran sixth. They took the visor off him when he went down the straight in the Coolmore and he failed there. He went for a break. But... Uh, Michael Friedman said this morning he's also had an 800-metre jump out on the course proper at Randwick. That was before he trialled. So he, he, Michael is saying he's had two trials, what, what he believes to be two trials going into today. So don't fall for that trap. You, you look at his only had the one trial. But I, I think he'll dictate the, the race here. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be very, very hard to beat. And the money is telling you he will be hard to beat. Uh, some concerns over Griff with this track being a soft six now. His first couple of runs in a race were on soft ground and he didn't go that well. Tom Kitten looking for further. Uh, the horse that all eyes will be on here is Celestial Legend. I think he's a very, very, very good horse. Now, he's only had the one trial. 
Um, he only got interesting in the last 75 metres when he was shaken up there. was probably beaten six or eight lengths in the trial. But he's a very, very promising horse. And the filly is right in this race here, the bottom one, Macarena, because doesn't seem to be a great deal of speed here. I think Moravia will control the race. I wouldn't expect uh, Moravia to be that far away. Uh, Macarena, sorry, that far away from Moravia. Uh, I think they're two the, the, the two horses to beat the two M's. Uh, I'm happy to play against Griff. Um, he didn't really seem to, to strike, you know, any sort of form whatsoever. You know, Tom Kitten had toyed with him uh, in the up and coming. He didn't seem to strike form until he got to 1,400 a mile. Tom Kitten's coming back from 2,000. End cap, well, I'm still getting over the day. He got beaten the Golden Rose when I was running at yes. $18. I didn't see militarised for the last two strides. Uh, Caballus, uh, he went up a false favourite here because he probably had the run. Uh, Celestial Legend needs further. So that's why I've come back to Moravia and Macarena, who'll dictate the the speed up on up, up on up on the pace. Yeah, I was really confident, Griff, but we had a chat to Will Bourne on Giddy Up during the week, and he said he galloped Tuesday morning, just didn't go a yard on that rain-affected track because they had a bit of rain in Sydney in the early part of the week, which is a concern. James Cummings said that Tom Kitten can run a big race. He's got a wonderful record in this race, James Cummings. He's won three of the last six, and all of those horses were coming off the one trial, and he believes he can sprint well enough over the 1,200 metres, but he's on a derby path once again. Cabellus, the boys on the weekend preview said um, they'll take him on every day of the week, and he's been easy in the market, and Celestial Legend, I think he might be the best horse out of this race, but whether gate one and 1,200 metres is too short. So, I, dare I say, I think I'm agreeing with you, Munns. Hey, Quinny, are you there? Dare I ask? I, I am indeed, my friend. Thank God. Um, this is a good race. <laughs> Glenn Munns is joining. It's a lot of pressure on you because you're representing Victoria. Munns is representing New South Wales. We get your best bets at Caulfield and also at Sydney, and we'll see who's the best out of the, the entire team here on a Saturday morning throughout the year on race card. Hey, Quinny, um, this is a good horse's race. Have you got an opinion on the, in the Eskimo Queen, um, uh, the Eskimo Prince, I should say, um, this afternoon? Well, I will say this. I think if Munzo's doing the Sydney tips and I'm doing the Caulfield tips, I have the easier assignment today because I think it's going to be a very good punting day here at Caulfield under the sunshine. We're at Randwick, I think there are probably a few more question marks, and this is a prime example where potentially the best two horses in the race are first up from a spell. You could even say the best four horses in the race are all first up from a spell. I think Grip will be the best horse going forward. I don't want to be in with on him today, but you could throw a tissue over this market, and I think you guys have covered it very nicely. This will be one race I'll be watching and learning, but not investing on. CFL Stakes Day in Melbourne. It's the start of 17 straight weeks that we've got Group 1 racing in this country. We start with the All Stakes and we go all the way through to Queensland's famous day there with the Stradbroke. Um, Munns, this Randwick card. So Quinny says you've got the toughest job today trying to find a few winners there in Sydney. What races do you want to play in? The English Millennium's a tough race. And, geez, I'm surprised with the drift of Otterson. Has he lost a leg for Kieran Ma? Well, I think I think the market is reacting to Dylan Brown McMonagall uh, coming yes. to Sydney, having his first uh, his first look at Ramwick today. Because on his form, uh, there's no way in the world he can be the price that he is at the moment. He's seven dollars fifty. He went up a four dollars sixty chance on on Tuesday, Wednesday. Went up the second pick behind Fully Lit. He's only had the two runs uh, in the Maribyrnong Plate to Dublin Down. I thought he was an excellent run there. Really, all he wanted to do was find the line. I was quite keen on his chances in the English nursery, even to the fact, the fact he had barrier 13 in a field of 13. He sat four and five wide for the entire and had the absolute audacity 
to keep going down the centre of the track and get the money there. Now, he's interesting. He's had two trials this time in, and I don't think he's looked to trial all that fantastic. But it's interesting to note he's been up on speed in both trials. Now, his race pattern has been to get back in the field. Uh, he was back in the field, midfield, uh, and a little bit further back at, down the Strait of Flemington, and had to be back from a wide alley at Ramwick and being allowed to flow into the race. Well, being, being pushed out to be on speed in the trials, I don't think suited him. I think the, the barrier four is a huge plus to him, where he comes into barrier three now with the scratching and mic drop. Uh, but barrier three, and I think that is the only reason he is soft in the market, is because nobody knows about Dylan Brown McMonagall. Yeah, and it's funny because Johnny O'Neill on Giddy Up's um, Monday Means Test with Wayne Hawks, and when he was with Jared Waitley and, and myself and Wayne during the spring for the Means Test, he said the the biggest no-no on racing these days is getting these international hoops, Quiddy, um, for a hit-and-run mission, and that's exactly what he's done here with the young Irish hoop. <laughs> yes, do as well, I say, uh, not as I do. Yes. He, he, he may have to castigate himself on Monday if there's any drama. <laughs> um, he says, I'm replacing the J-Mac with the D-Mac of Irish racing. So, like, that's a big prize for Otis and Quinny. What do you make of the uh, Victorian horse for the McAvoys and Ruta Royale, who's first up after a really handy um, debut or first up preparation where he finished second um, at Rose Hill and the Golden Gift behind Shangri-La Express. And I thought that was a big effort that day. The Victorians have got a wonderful record in this race. They won two of the last three. He's a son of Perrin Canto. Chad Schofield loves this race as well. Um, and he's been well supported with Ladbrokes. Yeah, I think he's the one to beat, Gareth. And I think we can have something pre-post for the Blue Diamond and hope they pivot that way. Currently a $51 chance and then potentially go back to Sydney for the Golden Slipper. It sounds like they've changed their tune a little bit with the preparation. Initially, it was going to be just a Sydney-centric campaign, but on the back of some recent work and hopefully a good performance today, we can see this horse potentially come back down to Melbourne and I think be a leading chance in the Blue Diamond. I think is the one to beat today and a good each-way play. Love that push. Talking about the Blue Diamonds, while we're on the, the conversation of the two-year-olds, we've got the preludes for the Blue Diamond. And, um, Munge, you can help us out here because you've got a direct line to all of the big guns in racing, especially the high rollers like Henry Field at Newgate and James Harron with his syndicate. And he's got bodyguard engaged here. Um, and Stay Focus was impressive at Geelong. Now, who's a better two-year-old in your eyes, high octane or bodyguard? Um, well, we saw High Octane the other day. Of course, he ran second to his stablemate in the, in the preview the other day. Uh, well, he's, uh, he's a lot better supported than, say, Bodyguard in this race here. He's the 270 favourite at the moment. State Focused is actually second pick at 320, and Bodyguard's a $3.30 chance, and they're the only runners under $14. But punters have said they're, they're on High Octane in front of State Focused and in a fair gap, actually, to Bodyguard. Always weary about two-year-olds second up. You know, they put in the good effort first up. It's that old second up syndrome. You know, sometimes they don't bounce bounce off their first up run. That's one concern I've got about high octane. His stable mate was much, much better preferred to him than uh, the other day. He is coming up pretty short in the market now as a, a $2.70 chance. But, um, you know, I, I hate to say it because I, I'm very, very Sydney-centric in everything that I do, and that includes yeah. racing. Uh, and, you know, you look at uh, that race there and you say, right, oh, well, you know, you've got two Sydney horses, or although one of them's only had the start in Melbourne. Uh, and then you look to Philip Stokes. Well, is there a better trainer 
to know how to place his horses, especially his younger horses, than Philip Stokes. Now, this is coming off a win at Geelong. The second horse trunk is single figures in the English millennium today, and he absolutely trotted him at Geelong the other day. And one thing I have found about Melbourne, in Sydney, you don't look for the horses that are coming from, from provincial wins to go to the city. But in Melbourne, they seem to do it with monotonous regularity. Yeah, and Quinny, that was a victory at Geelong. That was on their standalone Saturday or their feature meeting on Saturday when they hosted that Metro card there in January. And if you won that race, that two-year-old race, you got that free ticket into the Blue Diamond. And um, I know Bennett Racing and Philip Stokes have got a big opinion of this horse. He was probably over in the middle part of the week. I know the weekend preview team of Mickey Gannon, Dean Watling and Mitchie Lewis were um, singing his praises. But he's probably at his right price now with Ladbrokes. Yeah, potentially. I can't wait to see what the market does with high octane because I really like that debut victory at Caulfield. And what I liked most was that he looked like he had a fair bit of improvement to come from the run. He was quite soft from a betting perspective on race day with $2.40 in the morning, got all the way out to $3.30, trimmed up late to start at $3.10. But the fact that we know the stable's got such a big opinion of him and yet he still did drift late in betting, Got the job done. I think this is a horse that we can follow. For mine, must be respected as not only the leading chance today, but one of the leading seeds for the Blue Diamond. It does look a race in three. The stablemate bodyguard was very impressive, winning the Maribyrnong trial at Flemington. Has had a couple of nice trials leading back into this. And as Munzo alluded to, stay focused from the Philip Stokes stable. Couldn't have been more impressive than he was winning on debut at Geelong. So I think we'll know a lot more after today. It's going to be one of those races we watch back a few times. But for mine, I think High Octane is the one to beat. And it'll be interesting to see how the Blue Diamond market does react because we saw mm-hmm. Coleman $11 into nine last week on race day, pre-race, got the job done, firmed into $4, pushed back out slightly. But will we see a reaction like that if one of the gallopers comes out and performs well? Yeah, it is going to be interesting. These these two-year-old markets for the slipper and also for the Blue Diamond change nearly every week. Bulba Steele, she could go straight to the top of the market for the Blue Diamond if she wins today. Um, she smashed the clock on Dubuk when he had $1.95 now with Ladbrokes. She's been um, heavily supported throughout the week. but And I know J.D. Hayes gave her a bit of a push on Stable Mail, giddy up Stable Mail on Thursday, but he also mentioned that she did have a a setback at the start of her preparation. They wanted to start her in the preview a few weeks back. So she starts in the prelude now goes and then goes to the, the to the blue diamond in a couple of weeks time. Um, I think she's rock bottom here at a dollar 95, but other judges who have joined me throughout the week say that she's a good thing here. The best bet on the program, like a Dean Watling and a Heath Pope um, who said that this morning. What I'll say here, Gareth, is she wins or I simply have no idea who will. I think she's clearly the number one seed. Outside of her, it's very, very competitive. I'd like to see her come out and win like she did on debut because then we'll have another leading contender for the Blue Diamond. And I actually love it if the top five in the Blue Diamond market have not Mm -hmm. collided in the lead-up to the big race as well. I think that adds to the intrigue and the build-up where you can try and compare the different form lines and it's not just a case of comparing two gallopers against each other, but she was simply sensational on debut. They tipped her out after that. We know the Hayes team have got a big opinion of her. I think she's the most likely winner. I think she does look a bet today. And I know it sounds like a bit of a broken record, but I can't wait to monitor the Blue Diamond market on the back of her performance today. Let's have a chat about the CFL Stakes, the Group 1 today. I know that um, you're, a, you're a big fan of the Sydney Horses' Muns. Pericles trolled nicely recently for James Cummings. He's at $7 with Ladbrokes, but... 
Mr. Brightside at 205, he's been easy. You've been in this game for a lot longer than Nicholas and I. How do you find a horse like Mr. Brightside, who's had a hectic spring, he had a few grand finals, and they only get that short lead up before they start their summer, summer slash, say, autumn campaigns? He was fifth in this race last year before having a pretty good autumn. Um, do you take him on at the price? Um, and do you think he'll get longer as the day goes on? Well, let's just have a look. let's have a look at what's happened to him, you know, in the in the process of of today. Anyway, uh, this morning at Ladbrokes, when uh, scratchings, you know, came out, uh, he was. Uh, let me just check here. I'll go back to my uh, my booklet here and tell you that he was uh, he was two dollars five. So he hasn't moved off that two dollars and five the whole day. Now he's had two trials, Mister Brightside. His last trial, uh, well, they call it jump outs trials in Melbourne. He was really made to get to the line in that trial. Now, I, I, I like that in trials, the horse to get there. He is the benchmark weight for age horse in the country. Now, the key to this race is Declan Bates and Pride of Jenny. Does he ride Pride of Jenny like he rode it at a two runs before she went for a break? Because you've got to remember, Buffalo River's drawn inside it here, and Buffalo River will do its best to hold out Pride of Jenny in the first little bit. Does that leave Mr. Brightside with the drop on those two horses there? Because he's got more speed than the majority of others. Um, you know, V8 uh, and Atisha. Well, Atisha will be closer to last than first. Ayrton's got the great record at Caulfield. But it's just the way, the way this race is going to be run. And when you in the past, he hasn't probably been the greatest first-up horse in his career, Mr. Brightside. But the fact that they made him do so much more in the second trial than he did in the first trial... I think that's an indication that they want him ready to be attacking today first up. Now, uh, normally, Garrett, I, I wouldn't take $2.05 waking up successfully tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think because of his first up record overall, he'll probably trade closer to two twenty today than two oh five. Quinny, quickly. Well, use the odd surge now, Munzo, and you'll get two twenty five there on him getting the job done today. He's going to be set for a massive campaign. His favourite today, his favourite for the Futurity Stakes at two dollars twenty. His favourite at two ninety for the All Star Mile, and a four dollar chance for the Australian Cup. Let's play nearest the pin of those four races. How many does he win this preparation? I'll lock in three. Now I'll say three. Munz, uh, I'd say at least. Okay. Hey, um, boys, we need to take a quick break. We'll come back and then we'll get your staking plans, your best bets in Sydney and Melbourne on this Saturday. This here's race card thanks to Ludbrokes, Gareth Hall, Glenn Munsey, Nicholas Quinn with you on this Saturday morning on SEN Track. Live on SEN Track, this is Race Card with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499-736-736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. Welcome back to Race Card. Launch your punting plan with the Ladbrokes app. Take on the fun and download the Ladbrokes app today. Ladbroke it. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. These two gentlemen will help you with your punting plans today. They're going head-to-head. We'll monitor their best bets. I'm giving them $200 of Ladbrokes money, gambling responsibly. 1-800-858-858, of course. Um, Munns will look after Sydney. Quinny looks after Melbourne. This is state of origin and its very best here. Um, we'll start off with you, Munns. You've won the toss and you've elected to bat first here. Um, how are you playing Sydney today? 
Uh, I'll be, uh, if you've given me 200 to bet with Gareth, uh, I'll be having 100 of that on Moravia. Mm-hmm. Race number six, TOB number five, and two horses out of the market. I've backed this one myself already. So um, 25 each way, race two, number five, Bronco Revolution. I've taken $81 about in already. Okay. Uh, I'm giving a, you 46 here, 46 and $8. Yeah, when, as I said, I'm on it at 81 myself. Yep. Um, so you can't get any greater um, recommendation than that. And race nine, 25 each way, Prince of Pessa, number nine. It's had 13 starts on rain-affected tracks for running 12 wins and places. And it's $15 at the moment. If you're in this contest, all right, with Quinny, and you get beaten, will you be blaming the jockey, Glenn? No, I don't do that, Gareth. No, no, I blame myself. <laughs> Quinny? <laughs> Quinny, who do you like? What's your staking plan doing? You know what, Gareth? It's a bit of those. It's one of those days today where it does look a little feast or famine. I like five horses at Caulfield today. I'll be backing them and playing around with some doubles and trebles. But for the sake of beating Munzo, I'm going to have five forty-dollar win bets, and hopefully we can go five for five. Race three, number nine, another will. Race four, number four, Southern Tycoon. Race seven, number one, Bold Bastille. Race eight, number four, Asfura. And then race nine, number one, Mr. Brightside. I think there's five really good plays today. It mm-hmm. does look like one of those days where it's going to line up nicely for the punters. And I can't wait to take a 1-0 lead over my Sydney co-worker. Now, and it's, it's obviously it's a marathon, not a sprint, but you'll get bonus bets if you win per week. But it's going to be interesting because you might be the best judge, but you've got to be the best punter as well. So it's interesting to see the different strategies amongst the, the two here in, in Munns and Quinny. I wish you both the best uh, best of luck. Hey, Munns, just quickly, um, you like some uh, – no, uh, you've already mentioned race two there, that Lonro plate, you like the roughy there. I think the interesting run is Celerity. That's the horse that – um, misbehaved there last week for James Cummings and J-Mac was injured after that particular performance by that filly. So she backs up here, well, doesn't back up. She gets another crack at $5. Quinny, just that three-year-old race, the Autumn Stakes in Melbourne. Um, I'm fascinated to see what Zipaway does, the WA horse. I know you were Southport, Southport Tycoon here. Um, Carbonados will be trying to lead all of the way. And they, they said that they probably made the mistake. It wasn't Luke Curry's fault because... Um, Jaylee Hayes and the boys have said that they probably would have done the same and handed up there to um, Paul Pruska's horse to party there first up at Caulfield, but they think he's best when he's rolling in front now. So do you have an, do you think, do you give like a horse like Sip Away a, a hope in that race? Well, absolutely. And if Southport Tycoon doesn't win, I think there's probably four genuine winning chances. Zip Away is one of them. Carbonados, as you alluded to, it was a bit of a horror watch last time out, but with better luck in running, will be competitive. I think Hay Batcat's a fascinating galloper. Two from two as a gold in this preparation for Robbie Lang. It has firmed from $11 into eight today on race day. This horse is very talented, but still does a bit wrong. And I can't wait to see him today at a higher level because you can get away with doing a few things wrong in the lower grade. We saw that last time out at Sandown. Over-raced, over-did it, but we're still too good. But if you're going to go up in grade, you've probably got to iron out some of those little quirks to ensure that you're still strong late. We know Robbie Lang is a wonderful, wonderful horseman. It's just great to see Robbie have a good horse again. So, hey, Fat Cat for mine is the horse with the most upside outside of the favourite Southport Tycoon, but certainly no knock on the galloper you mentioned in Zipaway.
Boys, have a wonderful day. Um, Muns, great to have you on Race Card. You enjoy your day and um, entertain whatever you're doing there at the races uh, this afternoon. Uh, thank you, Gareth. I'm actually emceeing the English function for English Millennium Day. I've just fired up the Munzerati vehicle here, and mm-hmm. uh, we're off to Randwick. And uh, for those people betting with Ladbrokes today, have a look at the Ladbrokes app. And Quinny will be able to tell you this as well. The Ladbrokes Racing Club, a great opportunity for people, customers of Ladbrokes, to actually become owners for the day on horses that Ladbrokes are now owning. We've bought a number of yearlings already. We bought 12 yearlings in New Zealand. Uh, eight of those will stay in New Zealand, but um, five of them will come to Australia. We bought five at the Magic Millions. We will be buying at Inglis's. We had a winner during the week at Newcastle on Tuesday and a great opportunity. There's horses, there's dogs, and there's harness runners as well, and a great opportunity for nothing. doesn't cost you a cent. So check out that Ladbrokes Racing Club on the Ladbrokes app. Best promotion in the game, giving back to the game as well, Ladbrokes. Well done to Dean Shannon and the team. And Dan Cobby, he's been running amok. So good luck trying. Like, hopefully he can find you a champion. There's a lot of pressure on him. He's been at every sale. So we wish the Ladbrokes racing team the best of luck with an illustrious leader like Dan Cobby. As I say goodbye to you, Quinny, as well. Next week, Gareth, we should just throw to Munzo and you and me go get a beer and 15 minutes later we'll come back and he'll still be going. So he could talk for Australia. Hit the nail on the head today and hopefully we can find a couple of winners. All right then, boys. You have a wonderful day. Good luck. Make the the, the best tips to win. And punter. Thanks, Gareth. Thanks, Munz. Thanks, Quinny. Let's take the news. It's (laughs) 11.35. Welcome back to Race Card. Thanks to Ladbrokes this Saturday morning. Great to be with you wherever you may be listening. Um, looking forward to catching up with our next guest in at least a coffee. He does a wonderful job with Racing Hearts, who looks after retired horses and gives them a life after their racing career. And they've got a wonderful promotion and fundraiser going on at the moment to help out Racing Hearts. And they always need money and donations to help support these thoroughbreds after they finish off their racing career. They're so important to the thoroughbred game and they've teamed up with St. Simon Thoroughbreds in recent times and they purchased a horse uh, affiliate, the Gold Coast Sales, and they're raffling off 5% of a galloper by Doubtland out of um, that top class mare in La Chica Bella. And uh, the raffle's on from today, from 6am it started, goes right through to 630 and Lisa Coffey from Racing Hearts joins us now. Good morning to you, Lisa. Thanks for joining us here on Race Card on SEN Track. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Tell us a little bit, first of all, about Racing Hearts and what this organisation means to you and how important is um, uh, an organisation like Racing Hearts to the sport of thoroughbred racing? Uh, look, organisations like ours are super important, mainly for the fact that we are really passionate about where the horses go and finish racing and racing hearts in particular i mean there's, there's a, a whole network of retrainers across victoria and across australia in fact that are really passionate about taking on retired race horses and really finding what their niche is for what they can do after their after their race so we know that the the, the lifespan of a horse in racing or the sorry the career span of a horse in racing is actually quite short in comparison to what their actual lifespan is so a horse you know, traditionally a horse 
I would say statistically would race until they're maybe eight years of age. And I know a lot of them retire a lot earlier and some of them retire a lot later, especially the jumpers that we've got in this date. But, um, you know, what happens after they are, like they, they, they live until they're in their 20s. So if they retire at eight, they've got a long life ahead. So it's really important for organizations like ours and the other retrainers to be able to find them really suitable homes and for people that will really look after them. So racing hearts, and so so you do you go out and find these horses, or do they come to you, and then you've got to work with um, people who love their horses, and and then try and help them to get these these thoroughbreds. It can be highly strung sometimes because that's what they were born to do, to get them into to perfect horses that people can have in, at at their homes or on their yeah, farms. Do you, know, do you know what? To answer your first question, we do. We we have partnerships with certain organisations. So we've got a fabulous partnership with Kieran Marr. And we've got a great partnership with OTI Racing. We had an awesome partnership with Henry Dwyer. Um, so we have partnerships with people that help us fundraise to actually look after the retraining or the rehabilitation of the horses when they come to us. Um, and we, you know, we work in with Racing Victoria as well um, with the few horses that they sent to us too. But the really interesting thing that you said um, that really stood out to me was that racehorses can be really highly strung. But the other aspect of racing hearts that's really unique in this country, not just in this, in this state, but I, as far as I'm aware, we're the only people in this country that are actually doing it for, for people in the community. But we have a team of psychologists and counsellors that actually mm-hmm. offer equine-assisted therapy for people with mental health issues. So we see people right from the age of six years of age through um, the t- entire lifespan right up until I think our, our oldest client is in their 70s. So... We see about two to 300 people a week, even just at our Balnarian farm. And we've got programs in New South Wales, Queensland and Northern Territory as well. But the horses, when they come to us, yes, they can be highly strung. But the reason they, they look like they're highly strung when people see them walking around the mountain yard is because they're trained like elite athletes. They're fed really high performance and high energy feed. Um, you know, their, their training is quite intense. So they're, they're actually trained to be high, highly athletic and you know, you, you want you really want a horse to be assertive and confident and aggressive in a race. Whereas when we take them to, um, take them at racing hearts, we want the complete opposite. So how I tend to try and describe it to people is that a racehorse trainer's job is to switch the horse on, and our job at racing hearts is to help switch the horse off and and really let them let down and and just be just be horses in a herd again. And we have you know I took a horse. Um, Mark Darrow will laugh at this if he's listening, but. I took a horse called Lagerfeld that Kieran Marr trained and he had multiple um, city wins to a photo shoot at Mooney Valley. And that uh, he got to Caulfield. We did a photo shoot at Caulfield uh, race course. And I mean, Lagerfeld was trained at Caulfield with Kieran. And we got him to the track and he's our quietest therapy horse. And Mark and I really, we really struggled to get the saddle on him. We, we tried multiple things. I mean, we eventually got the saddle on, but poor Mark said, um, like when's the last time this horse was ridden? Because he 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 just wasn't having a bar of any of us. He was genuinely like his brain switched back into being a racehorse. But um, I I said to Mark, I'm I'm not even lying to you. He was ridden around the arena this morning by a six year old girl with no one leading her. <laughs> and yeah. this is you know he's a sixteen hand thoroughbred, and they just sometimes I we will never really know what they think we can pretend that we know or we can just we can guess what they know but he got back to coffee and he just it was almost like he knew that he was back at a racetrack and you know we got the saddle on and we got the photo shoot done but for us it's it's incredible to see how when we take them off all that high energy feed and we just train them a little differently you know we teach them that it's okay to just stand around you know the horses that we have in our programs they're all retired race and we do 
fabulous group programs and the horses would just stand for people to get on which they don't normally do at the track and they'll hang around for an hour session which they would not they would never do at the track either so as much as people see them as being quite highly strong when, when we have the um, the opportunity to retrain them and change their diet and you know, change their training regime they're just the most beautifully beautifully placid healthy animals ever yeah, I know a lot of people, we could talk all day, Lisa, and I'll get you on once again on SEN Track and Giddy Up um, um, once again, because I could talk about this. I find this fascinating. I know a lot of people that are doing work now with horses, psychologists, and uh, yeah. the the job that those horses do, and they change people's lives around and the, the connection that they have with people who desperately need help, and they can yeah. form a bond with a certain person and changes their lives forever. Um, and so and there's lo- so much science yeah. behind it now too that it actually physically yeah. changes people's brains as well. So you're, you're right. There's, there's, there's lots to say, but um, yeah. you're, you're right. It's becoming more and more popular. It's very effective. Now, Lisa, you're teaming up with our great friends, um, Team Hawks, Jane and Wayne yeah. Hawks, especially with Hawks Racing with St. Simon Thoroughbreds to give away 5% of this horse. So it's a raffle. You can buy tickets online. So what's the website that you go to? They're $50 a ticket. So yeah. how do we get involved? So the share, it's a, so it's a colt that was bought at Magic Millions. Um, and you yeah. said the Doubtland, uh, the Chica Bella. Uh, the, share, the 5% share is worth $15,000. Just jump onto our website, which is racinghearts.com.au. So really straightforward. Um, if you go to the events tab, we have actually created a pop-up. So if you just go to the website, there is a pop-up that will take you to the page. But it's just go to the events tab and you'll see there that the raffle, um, you just, all you do is you click on, the, um, click on the raffle, enter your credit card details, and you're in with the chance to win a prize. And we've also been offered lots of other amazing prizes from Lamaro's of, um, in South Melbourne have offered us a $900 voucher for their restaurant. Uh, uh, Pro- uh, Provincial Home Living have given us a voucher. Forever New have given us a voucher. Luxury Escapes have given us a voucher for a holiday. So there's lots of other prizes in there. Um, but I mean, the, I think the one everybody will want is that 5% in that beautiful cult with um, some Simon Thoroughbreds who've been, who've been so kind and generous to donate it. And then it'll go off to Wayne Hawks for training. Yeah. Well, love your work, Lisa. You keep doing what you're doing. You're making a difference in this beautiful sport. It's such an important part of the industry now. Life Thank after you. racing for these thoroughbreds. We appreciate your time here on Race Card. Have a great day. Good luck with Thanks it Thanks so much for having me on. Same to you. There's Lisa Coffee. there. We'll take a break. Sammy Williams from Little Avondale Stub will join us next. Live on SEN Track, this is Race Car with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. Welcome back to Race Car. Thanks to Ladbrokes on this Saturday morning. Launch your punting plan with the Ladbrokes app. Take on the fun and download the Ladbrokes app today. Ladbroke it. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We'll catch up with Tom Wood there from the Hong Kong Jockey Club on Monday. No racing this weekend, apart from well, we're racing on Monday there for Chinese New Year. Little, Little Avondale, big on winning. So is this man, Sammy Williams, and he joins us now from Little Avondale Stud in New Zealand. G'day, Sam. Morning, Gareth. How are you this morning? I am well, mate. There's a couple of nice purring candos going around today. Oh, there is. There's one in, in particular going around um, here in Sydney in the big race in the millennium. And, you know, that's what it's all about. Um, you know, when you come to these sales, hopefully you get a, 
one of these graduates that can end up in the in the race. And uh, we were here at English's last year. Um, we we um, sold a couple of horses through the Sledmere draft. Um, one in particular um, caught the eye of Tony McAvoy, um, the Purin Canto Colt by the name of Ruta Royal. And he goes around today in the big race. And uh, I was talking to Tony last night. And look, he's... Um, He's pretty bullish on the horse, and um, which is great to hear. And so, look, if he wins, mate, you'll hear me all the way down in Melbourne. Yep, I'm in Sydney. Are you in? I think I saw you at the sales. The are you at the classic sales, Sammy? Yep, yep. We're here, Gareth. We've uh, got three Purin Cantos, uh, two Colts, and a filly. Uh, a cracking time test Colt, and a lovely Tavachi. So yeah, look, I love coming over here to Sydney each year to the English Classic Sale. It's been a very good sale to us, um, and uh, n- not just in the sale ring, but also for those horses that have gone on onto the track. What, sale, what horse should we be buying then? Because we'll be at the sales Monday and Tuesday for Giddy Up. Well, mate, I'll tell you what, Lot 223, he is a beauty. He's by Purin yes. Kento. Um, he is the star of our draft. Um, he's a cracking type. But the other horse that I really like is Lot 410, a Purin, uh, sorry, Time Test Colt. He's the first far out of a Purin Kento mare. And he's a lovely, big, uh, free-flowing horse. Um, he's jet black, and um, he's you know really catching the eye of a lot of people. All right, then four ten, the time test out of the Perrin Canto mare. Hey, that's got little Avondale written all over it. That'll do us nicely. First foal. All right, then we'll keep our powder dry there for a time test. Um, yeah, yeah, sure do. Hey, guys, um, the other one, Gareth, I do like today. Um, down there in Melbourne is yeah. um, Marble Arch um, yes, from unlucky. the Hayes Stable. Yeah. It's been unlucky. It's last start. I was with Benny Hayes when we would fly to New Zealand for the sales. Um, I don't think it was the greatest ride on Purin Cancer that um, Marble Arch the other day. So um, tough draw again, J.D. Hayes point out, but she could be worth an each-way ticket. Yeah, look, he could get a few, a couple of winners today. And uh, But as I said, it would be nice if the if the main winner was in the main race here at Sydney today. Keep on dominating, Sammy. We'll catch up with you at the sales, brother. Hey, look forward to coming to see us and uh, love to catch up. All right, mate. There we go. Sammy Williams from Little Avondale Stub. What a wonderful racing family they are, and they do a wonderful job. So their time tests and their pairing canos are flying, and they've got some wonderful horses to sell at the English Classic Yearling Sale, which starts tomorrow in Sydney, the Riverside Stables Complex. I'll be there for giddy up on monday and tuesday it was a busy race card thanks to lad brokes hopefully you back plenty of winners today a big afternoon on SEN track coming up with miles fitzner and is miles on today i know david taggett is semi highland and nick ashman will be there as well i think miles got a day off cam luke's in america so it's a it's a new look team but a stunning team there on a saturday uh, on the track side nick ashman's about to replace me in the studio here in sydney Um, And he's ready to go. He's got plenty of winners for you as well. So you have a wonderful day. I'll be back on Monday morning for a busy giddy-up live from the Riverside Complex there for the English Classic Sale. Have a great day, and I'll catch you again on Monday.